Welcome to Victory Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. Special guest with us tonight, and so we're thankful that you're able to join us. We just want to invite you to stand if you're able, and uh, we're just going to invite the Lord and His presence just to be with us tonight. Father, we thank you tonight for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's in this house. And so, God, our, our desire tonight is to exalt you, to magnify you, and to lift up your name. And so, Lord, we know that your word says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And so, God, would you inhabit our praises tonight. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this house. Would you have your way tonight in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you worship with us tonight?
Hallelujah. We stand victorious tonight. How many of you are thankful that God takes what the enemy meant for evil? And he turns it and he uses it for good. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
boxes of groceries and 162 bags. So uh, they've been pretty busy. And uh, so tomorrow, if you or someone you know is in need, we invite you to come out. We have lots to give away, and we want it all gone. I don't want to see it anymore. So uh, invite your friends. Let them know they can come out here from 9 to 12 tomorrow. And God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing, and we're thankful uh, that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so we have some very diligent uh, students from Faith Bible College International who are leaving us on Monday. I told them, Dr. Bell, I was not going to send them back to Maine. They were just stuck with us for the rest of the year. Uh, they were doing an extended internship, uh, but they've been a blessing to us. And so tonight we are blessed and honored uh, to have uh, Benny, Pastor Benny Ferguson with us from Calvary Assembly. So uh, welcome you. And uh, we also have our missionary, Rebecca Dan Walsh, is here all the way from Bucharest, Romania, so we're excited uh, to have her as well. And so uh, we have Dr. Jeffrey Bell with us tonight. He is the Chancellor at Faith Bible College International, and he has brought a quartet with him uh, that will be singing with you tonight, or for you tonight, rather. And so I'm going to turn the service over to them, and uh, would you make them feel welcome as a community? Greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Glad to be with you tonight. Seemed like forever to get here. Got stuck in traffic. I thought of that plenty of time. We got here in the nick of time. And uh, thank you for postponing just a little bit till we got ready. Uh, and we're thrilled to uh, be here. My first time here in this church, and uh, my first time with your pastor ever. Uh, but she's been preaching here for a while. Come on. Fourth year. This is the fourth year. You're in your fourth year program. Uh, and so uh, really, really thrilled. Uh, grateful for the missionary and the pastor that's here with us. God bless you. And uh, trust the land to be a blessing to you. Always good to see Pastor Ashley's mom and dad. 
Uh, I remember you bringing kids all the way to the main and, and uh, getting through the program. <laughs> and so uh, we're, we're, we're thrilled to see you tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm, I, I was traveling with a duet because uh, the two in the middle had graduated. And, and they came to, uh, to, to uh, get married last weekend at the church near the college. And uh, so they got married. Samson and Gabby, uh, they got married and went on their honeymoon. Honeymoon ended on Monday, and I said, you want to go singing for Jesus? And so I was only really expecting a trio. Uh, the three of uh, the three gentlemen from India had, had traveled with me for two years together. The two on the outside uh, traveled for four. This is their fourth year traveling with me. And so I know we put the trio together. Uh, and lo and behold, they said, yeah, we can sing with us. I said, but you all sing Indian. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I heard them the first night, fell in love with them, and I, I trust you will tonight as well. So Ken is playing the guitar, and he's uh, fourth year. Uh, pray for me that I hold out to the end, because come graduation, uh, I lose the whole bunch of them. Got to start from scratch. Uh, and so on this side is Johnny. And uh, Johnny comes from Bangalore, uh, Punjab, Calcutta. Now you don't have to be from India to go to college, but it doesn't hurt either. God bless them as they say. Thank you. 
Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that our names are written in the book of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's worship God with this song.
it had left me blind But Jesus opened my eyes Now I can see the light I'm so glad he changed me Testify. 
Um, this next song that we're going to sing, it's a song from back home. It's a song from one of our languages back from India. It's a language called Hindi. And the, and the, and the meaning of the song, the verses say, God, I want to come close to you. Because James says, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And let me tell you, that's so true. The more closer you get to God, the closer he gets to you. And I felt it to, uh, to be true in my life because this summer I lost my dad. And uh, God was just there right next to me through it all. Like, like when I thought life was getting harder, when I, when I thought I just had to quit it, go back home, forget about everything. God was just there right next to me saying, I have got you. You don't have to worry about it. Maybe my earthly father is no more, but I've got a heavenly father that takes care of everything. And that one name, Jesus. Let me tell you that name, that, that, uh, that, that's the chorus. The chorus of the song is simply the name of Jesus. Like it's just Yeshua. And if you guys get along, just sing along with us. Because no matter what you're going through, no matter the problem, no matter the name of your problem, no matter the name of your sickness, let me tell you, there's a name that's greater. There's a name that's stronger. There's a name that's mightier than any other name. And that's the name of Jesus. And that's the name that we're going to lift up in this place, in this church, in this community, in this country, in this state, all over the world. The one name that's needed is the name of Jesus. So just worship with us as we sing this song.
Pentecostal sermon leaders who make a world of difference fulfilling the great commission of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For over 60 years, God's favor has sustained this ministry. We currently have 73 students from various parts of the world. They are being trained to impact souls forever. Thank you for having our team come and minister in your church. The offerings received today will help us complete the Fellowship 500. Our founder, Dr. Peer, loved the front area of this campus. And we want to rebuild and uh, renew so many parts of this, the walkways, the lighting, the flagpole, the signage. And so your gift today is going to help us complete that. We're asking God to speak to people that we can finish this project for $23,000. And I've got some even better news. A great friend of this Bible college has offered to match all funds up to $500,000. Your gift is getting doubled. Thank you so much for your support for Faith Bible College International. Campus Days is your opportunity to experience FBCI in person. You'll get to attend classes, experience chapel, and get to meet a lot of great people. My favorite thing about Campus Days is definitely the chapels. I can always come and expect God to move so mightily. After I felt the call of God on my life, every time that I came, I just had such a peace about being here. When you get here, you just feel the presence of the Lord, and it, it becomes so real. And I knew that I had a call in my life, but I just didn't think it was for me, or didn't think it was the right timing or the right place. It gave me assurance that I that God had truly called me into ministry. I really, truly did have a call in my life. Just to come here and feel God's presence for myself, it just all became so real to me. Join us for Campus Days, November 11th through the 13th. Sign up today at www.kbci.org slash campus.
Affection could never end. You give what we don't deserve. And you take them broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion.
Aren't you glad to be connected to him? Amen. 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 Champion over everything. Yes. Death, hell, and the grave couldn't hold him. Yes. He's a conqueror. Conqueror. Yes. Amen. Well, I, I just have to say, I am so proud of your pastor. Yes. And uh, all that she's doing for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have alumni around the world preaching the gospel. And I'm always delighted to come and be part of the service where the alumni are involved. And, uh, we're really, really thrilled. Now, I wouldn't have come if I'd known these three guys were already here. <laughs> I wouldn't have shown up. Uh, I try not to follow them around, but every once in a while it happens. We're, 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 we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Uh, I, I was going to try, I, I did try to go to uh, Teen Challenge. I've been going to Teen Challenge up in Rearsburg every Friday night for years uh, while I'm on the road. But whoever was taking calls and in the midst of all the stuff going on in the world, uh, they didn't get back, they didn't get back, they didn't get back. And so I said, I, I told Ashley last time I saw her, I was going to give her a call when I'm down that way. So I called her. And I started with, suppose I'll have coffee when I pull through. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> well, how about I have a service with you? <laughs> then I found out that she said, yeah, she already had you guys coming. Uh, I, uh, I messed up on that one. But I'm glad to be here. And since we're here, let's take a look in the book. Huh? That'd be all right. We'll just take a look see what God's saying in this hour. I want you to go to the book of Exodus, chapter 33. And the Bible says that we have the Old Testament as examples of how we ought to live out our lives. The Old Testament characters give us uh, some, some look into how we ought to live and pray and seek God. This story is, the setting is Moses was about to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And God said to Moses, you go right on ahead. I'm not going. You go ahead. I'll send you an angel. He'll get you there. I use Garmin. He offered an angel. You don't use Garmin. Okay. Uh, Garmin wasn't working very good today. We've named it Bertha. Bertha was a little draggy today. Uh, the one in my car was a little nicer. We named it uh, Rinku. Uh, that was one of the Indian girls who came to college. Uh, Rinku sounded better for somebody who was polite. Uh, Moses said, uh, God, we, we got to have some help here. And so in verse 15 of chapter 33 of Exodus, would you like to stand for a moment and honor God's word, change your position for just a little bit? Verse 15, chapter 33 of Exodus says, And he, that would be Moses, said unto him, that would be God, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people, uh, I, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing which thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he, that would be Moses, said, I beseech thee, show me thy 
glory. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we're just so thrilled to be with your people in your house tonight. We pray that your blessing would overshadow them. We pray that a, a move of your presence would make the word so real in our hearts. Help us to grow in grace. Help us to become fruitful for your honor and for your glory. For this is what you delight in, Lord, is that we bear fruit. So shall we be your disciples. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated together in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach on the subject, what makes us different? What makes us different? You and I are different. My fingers are all different than yours and yours from everybody else in the room. The iris of your eye is different. I showed up in Ghana, my first trip into Ghana, and the little guy in the booth, I slid my passport under the cut in the glass, and he looked at me and went like this. I was learning sign language. I went, when I laid my fingers down, a light flash. Aha, he went. And I went, and a light flashed again. He took a picture of my digits right there at the, at the immigration standing point getting into the country. If they show up, if those fingerprints show up anywhere they shouldn't, he knows everything about me. He knows my phone number, knows where I live. I got it all. It's all right there. Maybe Social Security, I'm not sure, but he's got it all. Uh, just off that. You know, we're, we're peoples of the world, and, and anywhere you travel, people are people everywhere. Yeah. Might have a different color of skin, might might have a different accent to speak, but but people are people. They they're, they're concerned about their families and their uh, their health and and what's going to happen in the world around them. There's a lot of care and concern in the world today. But I found in God's economy, there's only two classes of people. You're either in the family or you're not in the family. Doesn't matter if you're Chinese, Greek, Hebrew. He's only got two classes of people. In the family, not in the family. I understood a little better when I got married. I married an Italian girl. Full-blooded Italian. Both grandparents uh, on, on both sides came over on the boat from Sicily. And, uh, and so I, I, I wanted to marry her. I wanted to do the right thing. And so I, I went down to see her father and spent a little time. We went for a walk in the woods. Now, I have to understand I'm a Maine boy. I lived in the woods all my life. And so uh, we went for a walk in the woods. We're walking down this little lane and and I said to my potential father-in-law, uh, I, I, I'm in love with your daughter. I, you know, it takes a little courage to work this all up. And, and I, I'd really like to marry her. And he said, we need to talk. I thought that's what we were doing. This is how we do anything. We go for a little walk and we have a talk. Uh, we got back to the house and he brought us in the bedroom, set us on the bed, he sat on the chair, and he looked at me and he said, I just don't feel comfortable. And I said, well, okay. Uh, we packed up and I took her back to her mother's. And uh, I said, uh, you know, I, I love you, but uh, 
I am going to get married. <laughs> and if it's not you, I, I'm waiting on the Lord. I thought I thought I prayed through and I thought this was it. <coughs> but maybe not. And so uh, I, I went back to school. She, she and I both were working at the college at the time. So a few years had passed, not very many, but a few. And she met me on the walkway one day. And she said to me, you know, I still love you. And I said, don't tell me, tell your father. <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> I did everything I know how to do for you. <laughs> I tell you all that, that when I went back the second time and said to him, I still want to marry your daughter. And he said, oh, anybody come back the second time is worthy of my daughter. I'm going to pay for the wedding. I'll buy the dress. I'll pay for the reception. I'll, and you probably want to have it done in Maine. So we're all going to move up to Maine and do it in Maine. I mean, everything was coming down the pipe. <laughs> I tell you that story, it's a little difficult getting into the Italian family. <laughs> and I go visit, my father-in-law is 97 years old. I go visit and I tell him, I'm coming to visit the in-laws and the outlaws. And I still don't know who's who, <laughs> but I'm coming. You can only be about the mafia. Okay, uh, so I, I tell you, it's sometimes hard to get into some places. But getting in the kingdom of God's not hard. You're either in the family or you're not in the family. And the way you get in the family is you've got to be born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus chapter 3, Except you be born again, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Being born again is what it's all about. When you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life and be your Savior, you are born again. When you understand what, what, what Moses was asking for, he said, God... We're going to need a little grace here. I want you to go with us. But you're right. We don't deserve it. There's nothing we can do to fix that problem. We're going to need a little grace. Have you found in your life you need a little grace? God, if it wasn't for grace, where would I be? It's the grace of God that comes to us. And grace came when Moses prayed. I get a marvel at God. You know, because it takes me maybe a little while to get over some stuff. But when, when people turn to God and say, I'm sorry, He can turn on a dime. I, I'm going to bring curses down on your country. And the king says, I'm sorry. Okay, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> I mean, it's like, whoa. It, it's not hard getting into the kingdom of God. If you'll repent with a sincere heart, God is gracious. He is so gracious to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a wonderful thing, the grace of God. I found the grace of God will lift you up. <laughs> a lot of stuff in life pushing you down, but grace comes and grace will lift you up. <laughs> wow. Grace. The songwriter said, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. When I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, love lifted me. God will never come your way to push you down. He's never coming by to discourage and destroy. He's coming by to encourage. He's coming by to uplift. He's coming by to help. I'm thankful for grace. As many as will receive the grace. John wrote it like this in the Gospel of John chapter 1. He said that when we saw this grace that had come down from heaven, we recognized He was the grace that God had sent to us. Yeah. Jesus Christ, the grace. Yeah. 
He said he came, he's full of grace and truth. I know John used the word when we beheld him. And I know he meant we looked upon him. But I like the word held in the middle of be and, and, and held. It's, it's, it, it, it gives us a connotation. We took hold on him. When we saw him, when we saw the grace that had come, we took hold on him like a man reaching out for life saying, I'm never letting you go. Thank you for grace. Grace, grace will pick you up. Grace sets you up for the favor of God on your life. You're not accepted in God's presence, but for the grace that's found in Christ. Nothing you can do to earn God's favor. But when you accept Christ, His favor comes. It's like this. I don't have any children, but if I had a son, and you had a son, we were in the same neighborhood, go to the same school, and I may not know you, but my son knows your son, and they hang out together at school, and, 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 and your son asks my son, can I bring home a friend tonight? Sure, sure, I'll bring home a friend. And so my son gets access to your house. You don't know me. You don't know my son. But you know your son. Because you know your son. My son gets access. And when you're passing on a treat before supper, my son gets part of that. Because he knows your son. Are you getting the picture? Because we know the son of God. The Father smiles on us. You are highly favored of God. Of the seven and a half billion people on the planet, God made His grace real to you. Oh man, when I think about it, it it may not mean much to you. Uh, It it doesn't mean much in Aroostook County or northern Maine. There are not a million people in Maine. Or just barely, if there is. Some of these guys come from cities of 12 and greater millions of people. Johnny called me when I was over there the last trip, or texted me and said, I want to come to church, where are you? And I said, I don't know, I'm with Joyce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Joyce's, there would be in 12 million people. <laughs> I'm in Joyce's church, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> We didn't meet up there. Had to get over here. He came from Bangalore and landed in Bangor. And there's a world of difference between the two. But of all the people on the planet, if you go to India, you'll know there's a lot of people on the planet. A billion of them right there in one country. A lot of people on the planet. But I'm here to tell you, out of all those people, God spoke to your heart. Grace has lifted you up. And God's favor shines on your life. Listen, it's not the kind of favor people are thinking, oh, if I got favor, I'll go play the lottery or something. I'll win a lot because I got favor. I can do what I want to do. I got favor. No, Mary was the one that heard the angels say, thou art highly favored. The angel said, you're going to have a baby. And she can't figure this out. This doesn't compute. Something's wrong. It just doesn't work. He said, you're highly favored. The Spirit of the Lord's going to come upon you and you're going to have a baby. In the middle of that, she was smart enough to say, I don't understand it, but whatever you got for me, be it unto me according to your word. 
You don't have to understand everything about the grace of God. And you don't have to understand everything about the purpose of God. And you don't have to understand everything about the plan of God. And you don't have to understand anything about the power of God and the Holy Spirit. But be smart enough to say, just be it unto me. Every blessing you got, every anointing you got, everything you got. I want the favor of God on my life. Mary would carry in her body the very promise of God to the world. We'd be talking about her millenniums later. We're still talking about Mary, the one who brought Jesus to the world. I'm telling you, you are highly favored. No, Jesus isn't coming back going to be born again as a virgin. But I am here to tell you that Jesus Christ, the hope of God, has come to me and to you. And you are highly favored to carry the gospel message everywhere you go. God has invested in you. Out of seven and a half billion people, he said, I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you to be highly favored. Carry the message of the gospel. It's the only thing that brings hope to humanity. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Grace will set you up. But he really wanted presence. Presence will set you apart. Do you understand all the countries around the land that they were about to inherit had peoples that had their own gods. They carved them out of wood and stone and some metals and put together their own system of worship. And Moses was smart enough to know that if you don't go, we don't have a God. And the peoples around us are going to recognize we don't have a God. This could be disastrous. We got to have you with us. We need you to go with us because you're what makes us different. Without you, we're like everybody else on the planet. Without you, we just blend in like the crowd. But it's your presence that makes us distinctly difference. you got to go with us. we got to have presence. I'm telling you that God's design and desire has informed you and made you. you got a hole in there somewhere that can only be filled by the presence of the living God and you're not complete without Him. You can kind of get through life the best way you know how. But I'm telling you, your completeness and your wholeness comes when the Spirit of the Lord comes in and begins to fill you up. Your peace and your joy Joy is found in the kingdom of God. And Paul said it like this when he wrote to the folks at Rome, the kingdom of God, while it's in you, it's not the meat and the drink, but it is righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm praying one more time that the kingdom of God come alive in this church. Let the kingdom of God stir up in God's people. We're living in a wicked day. Yes. Yes. Sin is spoken of as righteous and good. Right. Righteousness is spoken of as being evil. Yes. Wow. It's pathetic the things you hear going on in the world yes. today. Yes. Downright pathetic. I speak often of being, God has blessed me to visit parts of the planet. I've been in some developing countries. Told you I was in Ghana. I've been to Nigeria. 
in a developing country where people aren't as educated. They're coming along, but they're not as educated. Most countries I've been to, they want to come to the U.S. to study. They want to come to the U.S. to live. And now we have an easy route. Just go to Mexico and come on in. Yeah. You're welcome. But the concept is, in those places where education is, is, is not quite as much as we would have here, and they're, they're struggling in lots of ways to get around and do things that less than we do here, they still know which bathroom to go to. Yes. Yeah. Really. I mean, but in, in America, we've become so smart, so educated. We've lost concept. Yes. Of what we are, and we're not even sure. <laughs> well, it's what I feel like today. <laughs> it's a crazy world. Yeah. I mean, people with less understanding, so we would think. People with. Well, we're the fulfillment of Romans chapter 1. Yeah. Thinking themselves wise, they become fools. Yes. Yes. Children know the difference which bathroom you go to. Amen. Yeah. Until they mess them all up in school so they don't know anymore. I mean, we're living in a sick world. But I am here with good news. What's going to radically help and change the world will not be our educational system. It won't be our, our, our political system. It won't be anything to do with the economic system. It's going to be people like you and me get thrilled about having the kingdom. Having the kingdom. And everywhere I go, I'm taking Jesus. Everywhere I'm going, I'm taking the presence of the living God because his kingdom lives within me and righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I'm praying the peace of God come to God's people. In these last days, I'm finding people very troubled and very much afraid, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. We don't need to fear tomorrow. We know who holds tomorrow, and I know He's holding my hand. I know He's got it all in control. He set me up to set me apart. I'm marked. I'm different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, folks have told me that for years. <laughs> I started to believe them. You're different. And what we're talking about is, is I'm different, set apart, I'm holy his. Amen. I married that Italian woman and and God bless her, she's hung on to this thing for 40 years. She, she's wholly mine. Yes. I'm not on the road worrying what she's doing tonight. She belongs to me. Yes. She's not home worried what I'm going to do tonight. Because I'm in church every night. No. <laughs> I'm wholly hers. <coughs> we committed to each other. God's looking for a people that are committed to him yeah. like he's committed to them. Yeah. He's committed to you. He, I'm telling you, I believe that if he sent his son to make a way for you to go to heaven, he'd bankrupt heaven if he had to to make sure you made it all the way home. Amen. He's committed to you. Yes. Looking for people to be that committed to him. Grace sets us apart. People know we're different, not because we wear a bumper sticker. I'm a Christian. 
Yeah. It's sometimes on the road, you know, the people who wear those are the meanest. <laughs> I'm just telling you. They, I, every once in a while I feel like, them, look at the plate, it's from May, what do you expect? <laughs> I, 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 I got a ticket in New York City one day, and, and I, I, I said to the lady who was giving me the ticket, you can't park there. It, it's standing only. Standing only. Okay. It was right next to a, a walkway, so I thought maybe they need more room for people in the big city to get through, and so they saved this spot for that. It says standing only. And so I... I said, well, ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know that that was the case, never happened. I don't remember any of those in the state of Maine, and so I'm not aware of that. And She said, well, too late now, I already printed the ticket, and so you got to take it up with the judge. It's okay, I will. So I got home, and I filed a petition to the judge to tell him I'm not from there, and, and I didn't understand what the standing meant. I asked the little lady who gave me the ticket, what's that standing mean? Well, if you, you can park there, just you can't get out of your vehicle. They call it standing. I call it sitting. I'm going back with you. I'm from Maine. What can I tell you? If I can't get out, I'm sitting, not standing. But I could stay there long enough for somebody else to get out and run in the store and run back out. I'm okay. As long as I'm still sitting, I'm in the standing zone, I'm okay. I wouldn't get a ticket. And the judge replied to me was, if you're going to drive in the city, you've got to learn the laws of the city, and that'll be $150. Thank you very much. Uh, the places we get ourselves into. God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan separate. Yeah. Separate. Yeah. It's not being a Mainer. It's not being from... from. Uh, yeah, we're in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been on the road for a little bit. I'm on the tail end of this thing. I'm going home in just a couple days. Just a couple days. I'm going home. Uh, one more service after this, Sunday morning, and then I'm going home. Uh, you ever travel with me? I, I, I never remember anymore. Who did that? I meet people and once well say, I traveled with you. Oh, you did? Okay, that's good. Uh, I've done like 80 crusades, so it's kind of hard to remember every time when team went on the road. So I, I, I get this far into it, and I'm thinking about home, and forgive me, I'm going to get back on focus. Grace sets us up. Yep. Presence sets us apart. And he got it. He prayed. He got it. But then he says, show me your glory. I'm like, don't push it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you asked for grace, you got it. You got he said, I'm going to go with you, you got it. Don't press it. Show me your glory. What are you looking for? I mean, come on. You're out there on the backside of the desert. You saw a burning bush that wasn't consumed. You heard a voice speak to you from the bush. What are you looking for? You got word going down to Egypt and you went back into Egypt and you saw the plagues fall on Egypt. What are you looking for? You led the people out with a strong arm and led them right to the sea. What are you looking for? God would say, hold up that rod and the sea would open up. Made a highway for what some people believe is like two million people. Double the state of Maine, just walk through the Red Sea. Like, wow. Got on the other side, and Pharaoh thought he could do the same thing. Moses got all his 
children safe and held out the rod again. God wiped out his adversaries. What? God. Horse and rider lost in the sea. What are you looking for? You got hungry and somebody said, where's the lunch bucket? We're out of food. Moses, do something. God dropped down manna out of heaven every day. Yes. They got thirsty. They said, Moses, do something. God brought water out of a rock. Yes. What are you looking for? You see, in the Old Testament, when they built that ark, uh, built the tabernacle, what they did is they they, they ended up uh, putting it all together according to the prescription that, that Moses had received from God. Yeah. When they dedicated this glory cloud came down yeah. and hovered over the tabernacle. Mm-hmm. In the daytime, it looked like a cloudy pillar. And at night, it was a fiery pillar. And so, no matter day or night, they could look toward the temple and see the glory of God. Moses, what are you looking for? Presence sets us apart, but glory gets you moving. Because it was when the glory began to move, Dad would be out in the morning picking up some wafers off the ground. And he'd look up and the glory started to lift. Son, go tell mom, pack the suitcase and pull the tent pegs on the way by. We're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. I saw the glory begin to move. We're going somewhere. And I can tell you, I've pastored, I've run Bible school, I've done a variety of ministries, but I can tell you this. If the glory of God isn't moving, we're only going through the calisthenics. If the glory's not moving, we're just putting in time. We're just collecting up some more wafers for supper. Uh, We're just going through the motions. But when the glory begins to move, that's when the church really gets going someplace. Uh, I believe it was Moses' feeling. We've seen the glory. We've got content with that bit of glory that hovers over the tabernacle. But there's a generation coming up behind us here in the wilderness. uh, And all they have are stories about what happened on the backside of the desert. uh, And what happened back there in Egypt. And what happened at the Red Sea but they have no clue of something real and tangible today other than that when that little cloud picks up, we move and when it settles back down, we stop. Mm, come give me some music. I got quit. Give me some music to stop by. I said that one night or one day and uh, I said to him in the middle of trying to close, you're not doing very good. I can't get a stop on this thing. And uh, got to do something better than that. And he met me in the car after and said, what do you mean I wasn't doing very good? He said, I heard that sermon before. It took you an hour. I said, you got it done in a half an hour. I'm, I'm working good. Those people don't understand. <laughs> what I'm working up here. They cut that thing right down. <laughs> well, I've already been in longer than a half hour, so we can't cut it that far. I was driving down the road one day. Let me quit. I was driving down the road one day with a group of students in the car. We're just talking about life stuff. Somehow we got to talk about the moon landing. And I said, uh, that was quite an event. I 
was just a kid when it happened. I remember watching it on television. We got him out there. Could we get him back home? And he laughed. So it never happened. So it was all Hollywood. So look, man, I'm not talking about Apollo 13. I know Mr. Hank didn't go out there and... No. I lived through it. And he laughed. We're going to Washington, D.C. I'll take you to the Smithsonian. You can lay your hand on the moon rock. And he laughed. You get a rock from anywhere. And then something stirred inside of me. You know, he can go to heaven and never believe in the moonlight. You know, you can't do that. Still go to heaven. What I started to think about was the number of people that would be in Sunday school that morning. The kids that would hear stories like Daniel and Lions did. And then go home, hear about the Lion King. Hear about Jonah and the big fish in Sunday school and go home and hear another story about finding Emo. And for the child, it's just another story. When I go to that place, the church, they tell me stories out of that book. But when I go home, they tell me stories out of another book. And I'm not against stories. What I'm telling you, the generation needs to know some reality. Not just hear stories. Because you don't want this book to become another book of fables. A book of stories. That we just tell to get little boys and girls to be quiet. Or settle down and go to sleep. They, there's something got to be real about this. I, in my heart, I'm feeling this is where Moses was at. While he had got, he, he got grace that lifted him up, he got presence that set him apart. He needed something that was going to impact the next generation. He needed something to show them he's alive and well. Seated on the throne, he's still working on behalf of his people. I pray tonight something stir the heart of the church in general across America. We're not going to win this battle with the government. We're not going to win the battle. We're winning with the natural things of life. I'm telling you, this is a spiritual battle. Somehow we got to get God involved in the episode. we got to get God involved in what's going on. I preached here tonight about, about praise. Praise, I said, was the invitation for God to get involved in your matters. Uh, you want God to come to your home. You start praising Him at home. You want God to get involved in your, your dispute with your family. You begin to praise Him there. You begin to praise Him and give Him an invitation. You're welcome here. You're welcome to take over in this matter. You're welcome to come and help me with this stuff. I'm in the midst of a throw. I'm in the midst of a battle and I want you to know I want you to come praise is an invitation to God he'll let you struggle with it as long as long as you want to struggle but when you give up and just say Lord you step in I'm praising you you're bigger than my battle you're bigger than the struggle you're bigger than everything that goes on and may we leave a legacy to the next generation. Yes.
they discover it's not just a story when they talk to you about the Bible. It's reality. It's history. It's what happened in days of old as God manifests His presence among His people. Would you stand together with me, please? What makes us different? Grace makes you different. Presence makes you different. Glory will make you different. The world doesn't need any more of Jeff Bell, but it needs a whole lot more of Jesus. Amen. I'm sorry, but the world doesn't need a whole lot more of you, but they need a whole lot more of Jesus. So Moses began to pray, show us your glory, God, show us your glory. And I want to tell you that I believe every granddad, every grandma, every dad, every mom, ought to pray, God, show us your glory for the sake of the next generation. Every pastor ought to pray, show us your glory for the sake of our church. Show us your glory. I believe it will. Listen, everyone in the Bible that prayed, show us your glory, got a glimpse of him. God was willing to show himself strong on their behalf only if they would ask. Oh, God, may we not go without because we, we didn't ask. James said, you have not because you ask not. Uh, we're asking, we're asking me. God, show us your glory. With heads bowed and eyes closed for a moment. How many granddads, grandmas do I have here that have children that aren't saved? Aren't saved. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. How many moms and dads? Any moms and dads here with children that aren't saved? God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. You know, I preached a lot in the last week on the second coming of Christ, and I preached on the end times, and my heart stirred. I just don't want to leave anybody behind. More than anything, I want to be ready to go. But I want His glory to shine while I'm here, because I want people to get ready to go. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to ask God to show up in your family. I'd like for you when I'm praying for you that you just call their name out loud to God. James said the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I learned that that word fervent means red hot. And if you're praying red hot, I mean you're serious with God. God will hear us. God will answer. So right now, Lord, we bow our hearts in your presence. We call out on your name. For the sake of our family, show us your glory. It's more than a story. It's more than an exercise we do on Sunday. It's more than an exercise in the middle of the week. God, we need you to show up. We're grateful for the grace. We're grateful for your presence. But, oh God, would you show us your glory? Would you manifest your presence in this house? Would you manifest your presence in the houses of these that are represented here tonight? I pray your glory begin to shine through. We don't want to just go through the motions. We don't want to just play church on Sunday. Lord, we're wanting a manifestation of the presence and power of God to be so real in our families, so real in our homes. Oh, God, save! to the uttermost. Save that son and that daughter. Save that grandson. Save that granddaughter. Oh, God, we don't want to 
showing them to be lost. The way to show us your glory. There's another generation coming behind us. Uh, may they not be lost for lack of witness of the power of an awesome God. Yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to ask one more thing. I just felt like tonight when I touched on the fact praise is inviting the presence of God into your, your arena, whatever it is going on in your life. You got something going on in your life that you need Him to show up. Everything's fine. You got enough money. You got everything going on good. Fine. But there's somebody here tonight and you're struggling. The, the, the battle seems to be raging around you. And I just felt like I ought to pray for you. If you're here and you're in the middle of something that only God can take care of, would you just come? Would you just come? I don't know how you do it in your church. That's how I do it in my church. Not my church, but I'm here right now. Come on down. you got, you got something going on around your life. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. God wants to help you. I feel like I don't know if it's water. God, God wants to help you tonight. God wants to help you. He's just waiting on an invitation to step in. Just waiting on an invitation to show up. Anybody else want to come? The team's going to sing. You can worship. You can sit if you want to stand if you want to. Just worship the Lord. I'm going to pray with these folks tonight. We're going to invite God to come. That's it. Come on. Come on. We're going to invite God to come. Remember the invitation is praise. So as they're leading us, you just go ahead and praise till they get to you. You just go ahead and look God up. Let Him work in your behalf until I get there to you. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and sing.
International. There are some envelopes in the seat in front of you. If you would like to bless them, you can fill that out. And there's a donation box in the back. You can drop that in there. Or you can go online to vccfmd.generesh.org and you can give on there. Just make a note that it's for Faith Bible College International. And anything that is given tonight, anything that is collected, goes directly uh, to Faith Bible College to allow these students to continue growing, uh, allow the, the staff to continue mentoring and, and training. I know at one point the slogan was mentoring for ministry, and so that's that's what they are in the business of doing. And so if you would like to see more of that and you would like to sow into that, God takes that seed that you've sown and he uses it to bless so many. And so the lives that are touched all around the world, you get to play a part of that. You get to have a hand in that ministry. And so I would encourage you, if your hearts were blessed, to, to drop that off. They have a table set up in the back. We welcome you to stop by and visit. But let them know how much you appreciated them tonight, appreciated their the word and their music. We were so blessed to have them with us. So thank you, Dr. Bell, for sharing. And thank you for joining us this evening. We were so blessed to have all of you with us tonight. And again, tomorrow from 9 to 12, if you or someone that you know needs some groceries or you need some clothing, please stop by. We have plenty uh, to go around, and we just want to be a blessing. So make sure you help us spread the word. But I want to pray over you before you leave tonight. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place today. 
I thank you, Lord, that you've gathered us here. That, Father, it's not a coincidence that we were in this house tonight, but we were here because you ordained it before the foundations of the world. And so, God, I thank you for the ministry that took place here. Father, I thank you for what happened around this altar tonight. And so, Lord, we seal it. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray your blessing and your favor over this team, over Faith Bible College as they train ministers for this last generation. Lord, that you would equip them and empower them with all that they need to go out and build up your kingdom for your glory. Lord, would you go before us tonight? We ask your protection on the road as we travel. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. Lord, we pray over all of these bags tonight, over all of these boxes of groceries that are going to be handed out tomorrow. Father, I pray your blessing upon them, that Lord, as they are received, it would meet a physical need, but that Lord, that physical need would open a door to meet a greater spiritual need. Lord, would you draw people, would you draw people here, because they see your glory hovering over this little corner of victory. Lord, we thank you for all you've done. We rejoice in what you've yet to do, and we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And God's people said amen, amen, and amen. Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.